Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Thank God the weekend's over. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, cut a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Quick welfare check around the room here. No football. Not, not, no real football. No real football this weekend that involved men hitting men. Mm. That's, it's real football. Yeah. Contact. Quick welfare check. How did you come out of it? How did you survive, Theo? Uh, I did well. I did well. It was actually very healthy for my relationship. Okay. Okay. So, so. Welfare check. Things are positive Great. in the in the Dorsey household yeah. with with no sports that at this juncture anybody cares about. Uh, Stone, uh, no football. Uh, the absolutely ridiculous week between for the NFL. Now we're in Super Bowl week, but we weren't uh, 12 hours ago. How did you come out of the weekend? Hey, football finds its way in my life. I coach high school kids, so I travel to tournaments, so football is in my life regardless if it's not on my television. Is it tackle uh, football? It's not tackle See, football. See, not real football. Doesn't count. No. Doesn't count. <laughs> Doesn't Might as well be the Pro Bowl. Football! Yep. Yep. Uh, I found myself endlessly bored this weekend, longing for men tackling men in a football sense. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was getting to a point where I would just take any sort of contact men between men, but, uh, we were able to get through that. Um, the pro bowl ain't it. Can we just all agree? The pro bowl unequivocally without any sort of substantial debate, the Pro Bowl, all the tweaks they've made, the precision passing contest, the push big fat linemen on sleds contest, the dive off of jet skis to catch footballs contest, and then uh, prancing around and pulling flags as the main event. Can we all agree the Pro Bowl ain't it? Can we agree as a as a consortium that it ain't it? it the one thing about it is I'll give them an A for effort because they keep trying. They keep trotting those dudes out there and they keep finding things for them to do that seem like they might be interesting ideas, I'm sure, in the board meetings, but there's no way I'm going to care. Yeah, and, and Russia kept trying to put men on the moon and they kept dying <laughs> and then they finally stopped. Like, uh, can we, NFL, uh, just... You can't just not do it. I would rather... It, the NFL is going to keep doing it and keep forcing it yeah. on us because they're going to try and always squeeze any cent out of us that they can. It's a money-making opportunity from a sponsor standpoint. It's safe and fun for the whole family. I would much rather the NFL send to my email a suggestion that I help contribute to their off-season GoFundMe. I will pay $10 a month, every month, to make up for whatever the cost of a Pro Bowl ticket uh, may be. Mm. And bless you if you're buying tickets to the Pro That's Bowl. That's crazy, right? You there, need counseling. There was 55,000 people in the stadium. That's crazy. I mean, I guess if you're local. I will I will contribute to a GoFundMe over putting my eyeballs on that thing any longer. If the NFL, if the NFL ends it, I will gladly contribute money via an NFL GoFundMe to help overcome... What if your two daughters were giant Tyree Kill fans? And they're like, Dad, Dad, I want to see Cheetah. I want to see Cheetah. Ask Abuela. Ask Abuelo. Pops ain't going. Mm. No. No. You know what? Leave the flag football to the high school girls who played infinitely better than anything that we saw and continue to see in the Pro Bowl. I, this weekend... Watched more live golf, mm. more live golf in Mexico than I did the Pro Bowl. Want to know why? Because live was compelling. The Pro Bowl, a complete farce. When Dan Orlovsky is oh, taking man. his turn in the precision passing course, and he is outscoring half the quarterback field that made made quote unquote made the Pro Bowl. No, all of them. All of them. I uh, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it was I thought, all of them. I thought it was most of them. I, I mean, thought it was most. It was I thought the highest scoring. I know one he blew out Tua. I know he beat Tua. Everybody and focused on Tua. Yeah. I wonder why. 
but Pull that's not I'm, a real that's not a real event. That's yeah. not that's not a real thing that I should care about. And of those fifty five thousand people, uh, and it might have been more of that. At uh, what do they call it now? It used to be the Citrus Bowl. What do they call it now in Orlando? It's got Camping some. World Stadium. Camping World Stadium. Yeah, so you, Dan guys. Orlovsky outscored everyone in the Pro Bowl's position passing. He scored 27. Close one to him with C.J. Stroud. Yep. Baker's the one who ended not up a real event. For. Not I mean, a real event. Not a real competition. Not a real weekend. Like, let's be honest. This, this, what we went through this weekend with Dan Orlovsky beating every quarterback in the Pro Bowl and precision passing and that monstrosity of a Sunday event that they have at Camping World Stadium, that right now is the best advertisement or advertisement, if you're British, possible to just play the Super Bowl after the conference championships. Play it on the Saturday after the conference championships. Six-day rest, coach them up, get them ready wow. to play for the title. Saturday. Why Saturday? Earn it. Because nobody wants Super Bowl Sunday anymore either. <laughs> oh my. What is going on? We're six minutes in. Now, We're I, with you on the Pro Bowl. I'm done with it. What's going on? I'm done with the NFL trying to take everything over. I, Give us the damn football and let's move on. What happened over the Pro Bowl? That wasn't football. So you know what? Give me, give me football the weekend after the conference championships for a championship and give me a day then to rest after I spend all day consuming your product on Saturday and I don't have to go to work on Monday. How about that? Guys, guys, can you tell that I had an entire weekend here pent up, ready to go on a Monday morning? Can you tell? Not Afternoon. Just, yeah, thank you. Afternoon. It's not just that I can tell that, Ken. It, you always wonder. I just want the NFL to do something for me. You for retort. Once. You retort so often when people say Ken is always pessimistic and he's always complaining and he's always finding something wrong with anything. Yeah. And we're six minutes into this Monday show. We're literally in Super Bowl week. We could be talking about so many great things, and I know we came off of a weekend that was a dud. But you've complained and tried to abolish like three different things in the National Football League, and, and we haven't even said our names yet. Uh, fine. Let's 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 relive the greatness of the final play, fourth and goal, at the Pro Bowl yesterday on ABC. Here you go. Let the excitement wash over you. Stroud looks right, incomplete. Looking for Allen. No flag. And the NFC rushes the field oh as God. they celebrate what will be a second consecutive Pro Bowl victory. Can we? Can, can, all right, and I need one more thing. Sorry. Do Payne and Eli need to be a part of everything? Now that's your first best proposition yet. Can we? Can we take a little break from them? Do wow. they need to be the coach of the Pro Bowl? Do they need to be the faces of the Pro Bowl? Can we? Can we just? Can we get a little breather? I'm way ahead of my time. When I was complaining about the Manning cast two years ago on this show, I feel like back when it was Ken Levick alive, I was looked at like like I was a pariah. The Manning cast is fine. Yeah, it is. It's that it needs an off season, and that time's now. <laughs> would you want to replace it with other characters, or just put a coach in there instead, somebody who's not participating in the Super Bowl? Uh, get celebs. Stephen A. Smith. I want. To, I would like to see Stephen A. Smith now, coaching a team. That's a great call. All right. How about both of them? <laughs> coaching both teams. Yeah, why not? I guarantee you he'd volunteer. Stephen A. Smith will take as many jobs as possible, including the Pro Bowl coaching both teams. I, honestly, I can see it. I don't know. It sounds stupid. It sounds. I, I can see that actually being a thing, and he would love it. Offense! Move that football! <laughs> I'm violating the rule of the show, by the way. No white people should be yeah. try to do uh, impressions. Well, Stephen of black A's okay. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Why can't why, white people can do impressions? Of uh, black people, I think it's a, it's tough. We're, it we're, gets shaky, especially it in Black History Month. We are towing a dangerous line. Right. But because Stephen A. Smith has become such a caricature of himself, okay, then it's okay. It's okay. It's it's when right. it, it gets weird when you try and impersonate like a black person that's like talking kind of normally and not as theatrical. Or if I try to do like a James Earl Jones, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that'd be dangerous. That's yeah. Bad. I would just I would stay yeah. away. Yeah. Can Theo do white people? Yeah. He impersonated white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, the rules are different. It's generally less offensive. <laughs> the yeah. rules are yeah. different. The rules are Plus definitely you gotta, different. It, it, this month, I could do anything. <laughs> yeah, right. It's There's my no month. rules for yeah, what are you There's talking no about? rules. Exactly. What, what kind of regulations? You can't uh, regulate yeah. me. Uh, so my <laughs> biggest takeaway from the weekend is that the Pro Bowl just ain't it. Uh, you look at the baseball all-star game. Can it be tedious and boring? Sure. But what I appreciate about the, uh, about the baseball all-star game is that you get the general sense that those guys are 
are there to one up one another, to battle one another. There's no injury risk. Right. But also, too, like I just think that it's such a young group right now in baseball. The stars are so young. They're going there trying to prove a point. Like, I'm going to take you deep or I'm going to make that diving catch on you. I think a little bit of the Latin infusion of baseball, too, where those guys are just naturally always trying to needle one another. I like that. The baseball all-star game is good. The NHL all-star game brought the thunder as well. The NHL all-star game is the best overhaul that any all-star game has gotten in the history of sports. No doubt. The three-on-three bracket tournament that they have turned the NHL all-star game into, which was Saturday, and I'm sure a lot of you didn't even know it. Saturday in Toronto, that's good entertainment. And those guys are getting after it. That's good stuff right there. The NBA all-star game is trash. It's, and we'll it's had its to moments, trash. though. No, it's had its moments. When they first introduced that, uh, I forget the end of ending rule. Remember the name of it? Uh, it's so notable and improved <laughs> the game so much that the they can't remember it. what it is. It was a great ending, though. We've had some oh, yeah, good all-star games the scores. in the recent. It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's to go into the set score thing. I forget right. the name of it. But if the you ending. can't understand Elementing, it, if you, yeah, something, something like, like that. that yeah. But at last year, they just ignored it, too. It? They didn't even play in the final two minutes last year. Uh, it was The NBA all-star game, the brotherhood is too close in the NBA, where they're just all trying to make each other look good. That's not what I'm looking for in an all-star game. And then whatever the Pro Bowl is, like they, the that's, worst. that's not even football. Yeah. Like That's just, like what are we doing? I, I would rather see all of them get together and for two hours do coordinated dance routines <laughs> than play flag football. The but, Pro Bowl flat out sucks. That's my biggest takeaway from the weekend between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. But they are doing synchronized dancing. Uh, you know what? It probably like, throughout it really, the week. It's like it, it's <laughs> like if, it's, if you're uh, right. You know, it's just if you're taking that content in, it's there. It's like if pro wrestling meets football, but it sucks. <laughs> oh that that's God. basically what the Pro Bowl has uh, has become. Like just put, I, I tell you what, the Pro Bowl. It's a dog that's gotten old. It's gray in the face, can't walk anymore, back legs, uh, not eating anymore. You know what? It's time to put it down. There wasn't anything a part of the Pro Bowl that you liked because for me, no. the, the kickers tic tac toe. I mean, I thought it was electric. It was Brandon Aubrey and Justin Tucker. And Justin Tucker sniped the last Theo. upper deck. He's to trying go to make a point about why the Pro Bowl is good and using kickers, kickers. as the reason. He's dude. the same dude who, like, probably less than a week Jesus ago, Christ. or two weeks ago when the Bills lose, he's talking about how we put the little spindly dude on the field oh, and he, he decided in a football outcome. game. And then today he's like, guys, exactly. you, didn't like, you didn't like the kicker tic-tac-toe? Right. Exactly. The kickers can't define a football game, but when you put them inside uh, a stadium and let them play tic-tac-toe, I enjoy that. You know what, though? Like, there are sometimes I look at Stone and I can see thought bubbles popping up out of his uh, head and I just see a monkey clapping symbols together. Yeah. He's easily entertained. Like, this greatest, is not surprising. It's the greatest kicker of all time in NFL history. You're going to tell me that he gets a chance to play tic-tac-toe with his foot? I mean, I was all on board with it. You talking about Brandon Aubrey or Justin Tucker? Justin Tucker. <laughs> Brandon Aubrey choked, which was just another layer of it, right? Oh. Another <laughs> choking. We're talking kickers oh. right now. Cares. I have my my biggest takeaway from this footballless weekend that the NFL forces on us. Nobody asked for an open weekend. Nobody asked for a pre-Super Bowl breather. None of us did. None of us said, "Oh, you know what, NFL, give us two weeks before the game." No, nobody, nobody with a brain thinks that that's good. But the NFL money grubbing. The NFL, all they're doing is looking for an extra buck, so they create this concoction. The Pro Bowl flat out sucks, and it's the worst All Star game. In all of professional sports. Mm. What was your biggest takeaway from this football this weekend? What was your biggest takeaway from this football this weekend? And I'll get into this later, but I also think that Live Golf made up some ground on the PGA Tour. If we want to go into some nuance here, if we want to get a little niche here, Live Golf made some ground on the PGA Tour. Uh, that was a big weekend. Not a good weekend for the NFL. Mm. It was a good weekend for a lot of other things, though. I'm trying not to be extremely yeah. critical and negative because I did enjoy nice. some things. But my biggest takeaway, the biggest shadow over the weekend, everything was shrouded by the suckiness of the Pro Bowl. And it's not just that it's one day. They try and do it like multiple oh, days. Yeah. Like they just drag out the misery as long as they possibly can. It's like a, fa- a three-day root canal. What was your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. What was your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend? And I also want everybody to know that this is the final show, the final time this Theo Dorsey, mm. across from me and across from Stone, is on the air 
as a bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost there. Friday is the big day. The wedding bells will be ringing, and this man will be betrothed to the lovely Ashley on Friday, unless, I mean... I'm no. not planning on anything going poorly. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I guess you can't just declare, though. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to wait this, till it happens. Right. The the I don't want to jinx anything. Crazier things have happened. It's like you yeah. say, hey, he's, he's 35 to 35 from between mm. 30 and 39, and all of a sudden he hooks it left. I don't want to jinx anything. Yeah. But we're, not, we're, we're joking. But we're, I, I know. We're but I'm like t- that, though. I'm pretty, I'm pretty consistent. I'm good. I'm reliable. That's good. He, yeah. and, and let's be honest. This is a chip shot. Come on. In perfect conditions. I mean, is it? 70 it, degrees, no wind. It's not a chip shot, though. Theo's punching though so i mean i'm not sure if uh no it's from the middle between the hashes hold on hold on can we take it to the golf game because if we're oh, okay. uh if it's a kind of a short range shot and it's let's say 60 yards out from the pin and uh-huh. i've got my uh, wedge out and i might think hmm what's my short game go-to move would it be a john smoltz pitch <laughs> yeah we're pitching baby right. it's a pitch and if it's a pitch with me on the golf course you might as well just seal it up we're going for bird so, so you're again, saying my, getting yeah. married to your now fiance is just a, a chip shot. It's a layup. It's a nothing. Pitch. It's nothing At to you. At this point, Flop shot. I'm at Monday. It's nothing to you. I've already gotten to the Monday of wedding week. From this point on, it's just a pitch. I wonder how pitch she feel about green. that. Yeah. I would have used putt as uh, maybe a better analogy. I'm like that a, good a at two pitching, inch putt. I'm that good at pitching. Uh, okay. That's right. what the, the See, what you got caught up in the analogy was you were thinking about your own golf game. <laughs> yeah. You got to remember, uh-huh. I'm John Smoltz. Okay. On the golf course. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so, Theo, this is the last. We'll have we'll have uh, wedding day advice for Theo Thank later you. in the show, uh, by the way. Wedding day advice for Theo. This is his last time on the air uh, as a bachelor. It'll happen today. History being made right here wow. on ESPN 106.3. What was your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend? Your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now, you said, Theo, that this weekend weekend good for your relationship yes good for the bond between yourself and your soon-to-be wife why so well because i was able to actually not lock in on any sports at all wise decision all (laughs) things considered yeah yeah. based on what i went through this weekend less than a week less than a week from my wedding and and when we first picked the date of super bowl weekend like you know six months ago or so whenever it was um, I was a little bit anxious about that because I'm like, man, it's going to be so much going on around that time. And I didn't even project out the fact that we got signing day this week in high school football and everything and all the other complexities with it. But I didn't even think about also the weekend before Super Bowl weekend is like the quietest weekend since what, August? It's probably like the most still quietest since the week going before on week weekend. zero of the college football season. Yeah. So like. It, it really kind of felt, I felt like a fish out of water. There wasn't anything to necessarily lock in on. Um, I gave a good old perusing to the NBA standings to see how the Heat were looking. Um, I how got about a the chance. Knicks losing to the Lakers without LeBron and oh, AD? Oh, man. How about that? I mean, the, 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 uh, Le- oh, I thought it was the Celtics the Lakers got. The Celtics did lose to the Lakers at home. I'm almost positive yeah, LeBron James The Lakers played. got him without yeah. AD yeah. and LeBron. No, you're right. I totally The Lakers I, I got totally the Celtics without AD and LeBron. Yeah, I don't know. Right. How, I yeah. shouldn't have known that. That's right. No, that's Le- my fault. LeBron played against the Nets. That's my yes. fault. That's yes. my fault. Yeah, he played. He made sure to play at the Garden. They yeah. sat out against the Nets, No, you're I think. right. That's what it was. But all of that aside, what, what was the most healthy part about my weekend was for once, you know, especially once Sunday came around, my fiance Ashley looked up at me that morning as we were trying to get our day together and get these last second things together for, for Friday. She was like, oh God, what time does football start today? And I got to look back at her in her eyes and say, you know what? It doesn't. Today's all about you, baby. It's all about you. I don't care what games are going on. And I told her, I said, you know, they're playing this uh-huh. big all-star game in the NFL. It's huge. They're out in Orlando. It's a big party. It's a big pomp and circumstance thing. A lot of other people are going to be watching it. In fact, like Stone Labanowitz said, how many were in the stand, Stone? 55,000. 55,000 showed up in attendance. Lemmings. And guess what I did? Brainwashed lemmings. What did you do? I said, no, I won't watch that Pro Bowl. I care about our relationship and this marriage. Holy matrimony, baby. Ain't that what they say? Yeah, that's what they say. Holy matrimony, baby. What does that mean? That's what you're going to say when you're exchanging vows. I need to write those. Yeah. You need to know what the hell's going on. Oh, you need to get on that. When you tell your fiance, baby, don't worry. There's no football on this weekend. Holy matrimony, baby. There's football on the weekend we get married. So get ready for that. (laughs) Right. And let's not forget the first night of our honeymoon is the Super Bowl. Get ready for that, baby. So enjoy this weekend because next weekend is football. We're getting right back like that. 
you know what I'm saying? Oh, A God. lifetime of happiness in Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, what was your biggest <laughs> takeaway from the football this weekend? Uh, the football utopia that is yeah. Chiefs Kingdom. Yeah. What was your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend? Mine is there's no saving the Pro Bowl. It is dead. DOA, flatline, bury it, put it in the casket, bolt that casket shut, send it six feet under, and let its corpse waste away. Mm. The Pro Bowl is dead. What was your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend? Theo says, you know what? I was just fine without sports. Yes. And it was good to, to connect with the fiance. What was your biggest takeaway from this football this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Now, Brandon messages in. Uh, Stone is the type of dude who would read owner's manuals to his kids for bedtime stories and say, isn't this exciting? Like again, Stone wow. is easily amused. Stone, and this is what I appreciate about him. I'm not, I'm not disrespecting Stone by saying that he's easily amused, which is a great, great talent to have. Oh, absolutely. Because I get bored very easily, then I get cranky, and then I spout off about it, and that's my general demeanor, right? Theo, uh, he tends to be a little bit of a hater for things. He consumes, he hates on it, he moves on. Stone, uh, quite literally... Anything can grab his attention, and he's happy about it. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know what? That was kind of cool. I appreciate what I just saw. Stone appreciates the world as it is more than anybody that I know, and I think that's a great attribute. That's phenomenal stuff. And also, shout out to Brandon for the compliment there on social media. Keep those coming. Yep. Um, it's a good idea. I'm going to mark that one down as far as reading owner, owner's manual. Once he becomes a, a father. But yeah. there's, there's always, I'm, I'm a dad. I'm a dad. Uh, a cat. I'm a cat. two years old. Right. Uh, shout out, cat. But but seriously though, you got to peel the layers back to a lot of things. Like oh, Pro Bowl's annoying. Just don't watch the flag football game. Watch the kickers tic tac toe. No, but the like, there's always something good waiting right there. Don't, okay, but all of it sucks for me. But like, there's a chance. Oh, I like Baker Mayfield. Let me watch him win the MVP. That's one of my takeaways. That Baker Mayfield is now one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Right? He's the MVP, regardless of what it was, when it was, all of these things. He's an MVP of the league. He's the only guy actually. No oh, boy. <sighs> What is about to happen? Now is he going to win Pro Bowl stat from yeah. next year? So, so he is He's going to guy. leverage <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Did he really win the Pro Bowl MVP? He did. So He's, you're going to leverage that into an angle that Baker Mayfield has risen to one of the best players in the league. Because yeah. it sounds like that's what you just did. Yeah, stand by. So Baker Mayfield <laughs> is the only quarterback to win the precision passing MVP. <laughs> The Nickelodeon MVP and the Pro Bowl game MVP. There's been no other quarterback in the history of the National Football League to do that. And I think that should be celebrated in a sense. So if did, you guys aren't going to do it, then I'll do it myself. How did Dan Orlovsky not win the uh, precision passing MVP? Because he's uh, retired. He doesn't play in the National yeah, Football League. No, he was, just, he was just doing it. Yeah, he just did he it for the love of the game. Everybody. That's what makes it a... And he and, wasn't even the best quarterback on that field when Dan Orlovsky was on it. And, and you want me to believe he's, the best in, he's one of the best in the league? Can I have one last gasp at a pitch for you guys. So the Pro Bowl may suck, but what about the commentary? Like Swagoo, RC, Dan Orlovsky, Laura Rutledge, like they were good behind the mic. They were cracking jokes. Some of the content that was created was good because of the characters similar to stuff that we do when we go to events. I mean, that was consumable to me and I enjoyed them. When you move your head like that, you remind me of Josh Pate. (laughs) Oh, that's when you talk. (laughs) Just, I had to say, I had to get it off while we were I don't uh, Stone. Hopefully that's Josh. great. I'm glad you. I'm glad you, you enjoyed that, yourself. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> he said what? Josh paid our buddy from two four seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway? <laughs> derailed everything from the football this weekend. What was your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend? Uh, Stone said that it's Baker Mayfield becoming the first ever quarterback to win the Precision Passing MVP, the Nickelodeon MVP, and the Pro Bowl MVP. History was made this weekend. Oh, goodness. The triple crown. Of, Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the true triple crown. Uh, the holy trinity, if <laughs> yeah. you will. Uh, Theo Theo says, you know what? I was just fine without sports. Yes. Uh, just hung out with my, my fiance and everything was good. Uh, T-minus uh, five days into uh, wedding day 2024. My biggest takeaway, this football this weekend, they tried to have football. That wasn't football. The Pro Bowl is the worst. The absolute worst. Another thing, too, if you've ever, if you've paid, if you paid to go to the Pro Bowl, any aspect of the Pro Bowl, I need to know why. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, social media at KLV1063. What the hell did you do this weekend? What did you do this weekend 
with no real football. What did you watch? What did you do? I actually went to a movie with my oldest daughter. That was good. That was good. What that movie? was a thumbs up. Uh, some animated jungle group. Uh, some uh, I can't remember. It was. Uh, uh, it's like a you slept a, a rip off of Kung Fu Panda. I don't understand. And, so you no, didn't even pay attention to the movie. No, I did, but it's a bunch of animated animals. Name one character from the movie. Uh, I don't know. What kind of animal was I'll in the movie? I'll explain why. I, it, it, no, I'll, what were you doing during the, the movie? movie? I didn't sleep in the movie. I watched the movie. Name the, one type of animal that was I'll, in the movie. I'll get the... It's like Jungle Cruise or something. Oh, no, no, no. There's a... Jungle there's Cruise a, is old. It was like four years there ago. There was a big robot panda. There was okay. a... Uh, getting somewhere. Uh, a bat. Uh, a, a bat who was a wife of one of the animals in this group. Serious okay. question. What did you do during the movie? Yeah, he didn't watch it. No, I did watch it. I didn't enjoy it. My my <laughs> oldest daughter enjoyed it. I thought that this was a rough, rough movie. It wasn't great. Yeah. It Would wasn't you great. have rather watched that good again? To, it was good to hang out with my... Again. Uh, no, it was good hanging out with my daughter. At least I had my, my daughter. And she enjoyed it a lot more than she would watch in the Pro Bowl. It would also be fun hanging out with your daughter if she was a fan of some of the NFL players and you took her to the Pro Bowl. There's a lot of ifs there. Yeah, that is not happening. What was your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend. What did you watch? What did you do? That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Five days away. Count them five. Theo and Ashley will become one. Mm. Unified. Unified. Holy matrimony. In a tax sense, especially. Definitely, yeah. yeah. That's, no yeah. more doing what we did this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about... We're talking what about are you laughing that's, at? That's... Uh, actually, Give me a Theo, trouble, man. Theo had his bachelor party several weeks ago in Cancun. Came back with the Cancun flu. Hate yeah. to see it. it, was, it was you always hate to see hate it, to man. see that. Um, <laughs> does anybody have their bachelor party the night before the wedding anymore, like the old days? I I have not heard of that in forever. But you know, all the greatest like plots to films come when the bachelor party is the day before the wedding, which I suppose was how it used to be. Did anybody have their bachelor party before their wedding day? I'm curious because I feel like there's probably an age cutoff there mm-hmm. or do some still still do that? Did you have your bachelor party, whether you're still married or not? I just want to know. Did you have your bachelor party the, the, the night before you got married? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, 888-760-3776 at KLV1063. Did people ever do that or was that just a myth that Hollywood created? That's a great question. I feel like Ed Helms, Bradley Cooper, and Zach Galifianakis just ruined it for everybody. They made a whole movie series <laughs> yeah. off of something that we actually don't know and now wives anybody like, ever did. Wives are like, hey, never do that. Well, okay? you but, know, there's a, there's a change. Like, there used to be just bachelor parties where it was a one-night thing and it would be like the Friday before the Saturday you get married. Now a lot of people like myself are going on trips, and you can't go to Cancun and then come back the next right, day and get a married. Destination yeah. bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're doing a destination bachelor party, you got to space it out a little bit. I just, I, I, I feel like that's something that was romanticized the night before, and people like to tell, "Oh, I was so hungover at my wedding." Yeah, I, I got that's that true, one. Yeah. I, I heard stories like that when I was a kid from the olds, but I just don't know when that would have ended because I haven't heard of anybody doing that that I know, or even uh, five people removed from my circle of anybody that's ever done that that dare do something like crazy that. Crazy business. That is crazy Speaking business. Speaking of, I, my, my Thursday night's wide open. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't got bleep to do on Thursday yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend? What was your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend? Did you pay to go to the Pro Bowl this weekend? And did you have a bachelor party the night before your wedding? We are jam-packed. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. And a reminder to all 
all of you that Theo night one mm. of his honeymoon is Super Bowl Sunday. It could be the best or the worst opening night of a honeymoon since Mario Lopez cheated on the Doritos girl that he married uh, on their first night of the honeymoon. Notably, he, he so. cheated on yeah, her on his honeymoon night one of the. Well, honeymoon? Can you check what her? Can you just Google uh, Mario Lopez Doritos girl? Uh, it's Allie something. Uh, he cheated on her on their honeymoon. How? That's crazy. Like, that's crazy stuff. Forget a bachelor party off. night before. No, yeah, I know. Like, like, wait a week. <laughs> the night the, the night one of your honeymoon is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I hey, mean, man. Mario Lopez Slater. So things so, go crazy when you're Slater. So did he cheat on Allie Landry? Yes, or cheated with on Allie Landry. Allie Landry. Cheated, married Allie Landry, yeah. who is one of the hottest Hottest uh, properties. Uh, that sounded bad. That's that stuff. This is almost as bad as Stone. Of the last I'm week. sorry, I didn't. Uh, oh, commercial properties. Like God. she was, she was a huge entity. Crazy. But he cheated on her on their honeymoon. Okay, so that was the whole point of bringing that up. <laughs> I don't know who looks worse right now, Mario or you. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say. I'm in the running now. Uh, your biggest takeaway from the football this weekend, 888-760-3776. Aaron messages in, man, Ken, you're a whiny bee about the Pro oh, Bowl. Wow. It's not even about and never has been about them playing a game that meant anything. It's about them honored and having fun. Been to six Pro Bowls when they were in Hawaii. It was a party all week. The current format's much better. Aaron, let's compare and contrast Oahu and Orlando. Oahu and Orlando. There's a little bit more reward yeah. to hiking your ass to Oahu and spending a week in Hawaii than there is going to downtown Disney and then throwing the ball around a temporary warehouse in some parking lot near Disney World. He's, he never said he went to any Orlando Pro Bowls. I, I wonder right. why he stopped Oahu going. Oahu yeah. or Orlando. Yeah. Give a shout out real quick. Right outside our studio, we're, we're looking for ticket clinics. We're looking for people who help, people who get tickets. You can see on our live stream, which will eventually be up this week or next week. Somebody just got a ticket right outside the window. The parking guy was out there. I just want a shout out. If there's anybody. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to take a picture the of guy, it. The guy, and, and we're Folks. recording it live. The guy just gave him a ticket and took uh, a picture of his car oh, and everything. Wow. He's parked backwards on Rosemary Ave. So, oh, anybody out there goodness. who's responsible for giving, getting, helping people with tickets, you got to hit us up. I, we need I, I mean, business. Folks, folks, you got to park legally, okay? You got to park legally because they're going to get. Oh, I'm looking at him he right now. He's got, he's got he tickets in his pocket. He's got tickets in his pocket. He says, ready to fire. Uh, Mac messages in. Ken referred to a woman as a property. Ken is canceled. Yeah. Also, yes, my bachelor yeah! party was the night before my wedding. Wow. I mean, Mac, how do you what pull you that do? off? That is wild stuff. What are you doing? Like, just going to a movie? Like, I don't know how. Like, how do you go crazy the night before your wedding and then have a wedding no. where your bride doesn't want, isn't furious yeah. with What you? if you're a dork? They're like a group of dorks. <laughs> you you like go axe throwing and, you know, the brewery and just try beers. And hey, that's not a dork that's move. Not a, that's actually kind of cool. Kinda you're the one talking about going crazy. What oh, I guess that, if that's your crazy? bachelor party and it's like that's the peak of your. Because you can just do that any random Friday. Yeah, you can do that at any point. Yeah. So you're right. That would be kind of dorky. Yeah. Now there's gonna be somebody that inevitably calls in that did that for their bachelor party. Right. And I'm sorry to tell you, but you're a dork. <laughs> but yes. you, I just wow. That is. Uh, it's okay. That's quite the move to have the bachelor party the okay. night before your wedding. Yeah. Uh, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit BaptistHealth.net/slash/ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experience physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today baptist health orthopedic care has offices conveniently located in palm beach county through the florida keys learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho <laughs> mac with a follow-up message I don't know if I'm the guy to ask how you pull it off having a bachelor party the night before the wedding and have your wife not be mad. I'm divorced now. Nice. <laughs> nice. I mean, I don't mean to laugh at that, Mac, but it is funny well, and I mean, not surprising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, switches from the jump funny. were a little off kilter there, man. Boy, that is good stuff. Oh, real quick. First take. Stephen A. Smith. Here's the storyline of the Super Bowl. We're in Super Bowl week, Theo. Mm. Um 
Here is what Stephen A. Smith, we are going to have a week full of takes. We are going to have a week full of matchup breakdowns for the big game in Sin City. Here's the storyline of the week according to the highest paid man in all of sports media. He is... Someone who hosts first take. He is someone who we propose. He's going to coach both teams in the Pro Bowl. He is someone that's, that's not afraid to give his opinion. If you can't tell, I'm stalling because oh, Stone doesn't have the sound ready. He's Stone someone is whose hairline too. is steady receding. It's steadily he, receding. While his ego <laughs> continues to grow. That's right. Do we have it ready yet, Stone? What oh, more you guys are talking about Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here is Stephen A. Smith in the storyline of the Super Bowl. Content. I mean, we could look at plays. We could talk about Brock Purdy. We could talk about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. We talk about all of this other stuff. It comes down to, to Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has now taken the 49ers to three straight and four of the last five NFC title games. Do y'all understand that if Kyle Shanahan doesn't win the Super Bowl this weekend, he will join Dan Reeves, Marv Levy, Bud Grant, and Chuck Knox. That's right, doggy. History coming at you right now as the only head coaches to coach in four or more conference title games without one single playoff victory. Now, he's only 44 years of age. He's got a whole bunch of football left in front of him. Kyle Shanahan is an exceptional coach. Stephen A. Smith is not here to question the greatness of this uh, man. He went third he's a great person. offensive coordinator. Yeah, he wasn't a pass. On, he's been a great head coach good. for the San Francisco 49ers. He's accomplished a lot of things. We know he runs that organization. It's not John Lynch. John Lynch answers to him. It ain't the other way around. We know what this man brings to the table. We know he's a brilliant offensive play caller. Nobody's throwing any shade on him. But we have to talk about closing. One of my favorite movies. So he's saying, Stephen A. Smith is saying that Kyle Shanahan, that is the story of the Super Bowl. Theo, agree, disagree? No. Disagree. Stone, agree, disagree. I kind of agree. It was mine last week. He talked about one of the interesting storylines heading into the Super Bowl was the Shanahan-McCaffrey try. I know it's not that similar, but I love this Kyle Shanahan story. we got to give him more love. Shout out Stephen A. for doing the uh, the big-time research. Here. Kyle Shanahan's like the fifth biggest story of this Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm sorry. I put hey, that's over. forcing it, man. Oh, God. That he is, really is forcing he really is. it. Everybody knows that... It's either Mahomes and or Taylor Swift are the top storylines yeah. of the Super yes. Bowl. Like let's just let's just embrace it for what it is, okay? This is not a football oriented Super Bowl. This means more for Brock Purdy than it does uh, Kyle I, Shanahan. That, I like, completely agree with the the discussion. What? If the 49ers lose, no Stone. If the 49ers lose, if the 49ers lose, Who's we're not going to jump on Monday and say. Kyle Shanahan, what a fraud. Yeah. The first name out of everybody's mouth is going to be Brock Purdy. But in 12 years, Brock Purdy, we won't even remember. That's Kyle Shanahan is going to go down as unless, you know one of the greatest coaches to do it. We're going to have all these conversations. Yeah, it's going to be if the 49ers thing. win, Brock Purdy is going to be way more well-known exactly. 12 years from now exactly. in your random year hypothetical uh, than Kyle Shanahan. No, he's not. Yes, he will. Every Super Bowl winning quarterback, especially one that's going to continue to contend if he keeps that job because he won the Super Bowl because they're going to have to pay him next January is going to be relevant in the conversation Brock, of the NFL. Brock uh, will become every schmo that, that, that won one Super Bowl in their careers They're and gonna, never heard from again. They are going to parade this dude around. Look at how much you were celebrating Joe Flacco. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to take a break because we got to get Evan Cohen ready to go. We've got someone who had their bachelor party the night before. I want to talk to them as well. Uh, Evan Cohen on Sportsman like 6 to 10 a.m. every day here on ESPN 106.3. ESPN West Palm Legend. He comes up. Bachelor party stories. Hell, it's Super Bowl week. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Levick right. Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. You hear this man every single day here on ESPN 106.3. You wake up with him 6 to 10 a.m. on Sportsmanlike with Michelle Smallman, with Chris Canty, and with the man who we're about to talk to, the ESPN West Palm legend, and we broadcast from his memorial studios at our new The Square offices in downtown West Palm Beach. It is Evan Cohen. Real quick, Evan, before we actually dive into anything, uh, Charlie Partridge, former FAU head coach, someone that we both yeah. know very well. How about him going to the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, it's funny you say that. I just reached out to him literally before I came on with you, Ken. I was thrilled to see that. I, I, I want to learn more about this because I don't want to speak for Charlie, but if you said to me 20 minutes ago before this happened, list the people that you know or know of in college football, mm-hmm. that love college football more than anyone else, Charlie Partridge would be extremely high up on that list. Yep. So I wonder, 
if even Charlie Partridge, who literally would be the best PR guy for college, college football, someone who is now discouraged by the nature of college football, and could that be part of this opportunity as well? Just wondering aloud on that. I, it crossed my mind. That definitely, definitely crossed my mind. And I don't know if he'd ever admit to that, but I would think that it probably it probably plays a part. And he's going to be damn good for the Colts because uh, he's a damn good defensive line coach. He's a great defensive mind, and uh, we're thrilled for him to go uh, go to the Colts. When did yes, you... yes. But wait, Ken, oh, yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. on that, yeah. you're right on what you're saying, right? But you know better than anyone, including myself, college football – Sure, a percentage of it is the coaching, but a large portion of it is the recruiting. And Charlie was a master of that. And any Palm Beach County Treasure Coast high yep. school football coach that's listening right now, they'll tell you there's nobody they would have loved to have seen walk through their doors more than that guy. And if he's basically saying, I love going to the high schools and knocking on the doors and meeting young student athletes and their families, what I don't love is having to recruit them when I already got them. Yeah. If Charlie Partridge hypothetically is telling you that, oh boy. Yeah. No, that that is we're, we're, at, that. we're at the precipice of something that seems to be a serious problem. I mean, this guy created recruiting pipelines from South Florida to Madison, Wisconsin, from South Florida to Fayetteville, freaking Arkansas, mm. and then South Florida to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Not exact, exactly traditional South Florida desirable. Let's go there and play college football. And he did that. Uh, and, so- yeah, and, and one other thing on that, just a quick story. And Theo will appreciate this as, as, you know, attached to Duffy like I've been for so long. The very first Boca Raton Bowl ever. So now, what, a decade ago? Yep. We had the after party at Duffy's. It's like, what, Ken, close to 2 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You look around. Pat Chun, now the idiot Washington State. Charlie Parker's now with the Colts. Still sitting with us. Right. Just hanging out. Nice. Just, Just hanging, hanging out. out with us. Yeah. Uh, eating some wings, having a couple of beers, and uh, like that, it's awesome. No inspiration on those two-for-one drinks, huh? <laughs> no, no, it was. It, it really, like, looking back, that was 10, 10 years ago. Uh, now to see where everybody is. Uh, Evan Cohen, by the way, 6 to 10 a.m. on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN 106.3. When did you have your bachelor party? I didn't. Me having a bachelor party? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Mm. Uh, because we were just wondering, because Theo had his many, many, many weeks ago. My bachelor party was uh, several weeks before my wedding. But we've gotten into a conversation. Oh, I've, heard. I've heard. You sure you want to relive that? <laughs> uh, no, we're good. We're, uh, we're good. Uh, okay. I, I will always remember the Sunday NCAA tournament games we went to in Jacksonville. Uh, but the the, <laughs> the, um, the 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 fact that... We've had romanticized for years. There's a whole feature film series about mm. having your bachelor party the night before a wedding. I didn't know that that was actually a thing. I just thought we were romanticizing it via Hollywood. We've talked to several people crazy that had their bachelor parties the night before the wedding. Well, Could you imagine? Oh, God. So stupid. So stupid, yes. right? So dumb. Okay. I want to I add one other thing. Okay? And sorry, Theo, if this is the case. I don't know. I can't fathom the idea of the bachelor party the night before the wedding. And I want to add one on. I can't fathom the idea of leaving for the honeymoon the day after the wedding, mm, which a lot like of people do. Yep. I would, I did not do, obviously I did not have a bachelor party. I'm not a partier in general. And we waited on our honeymoon happened the day after the wedding. Obviously, the Patriots play the Eagles, so I had to watch that. <laughs> but anyway, um, well, well, what do you make of this night? Eleven. But th- but think about this night. One of their honeymoon, Evan, is going to be the Super Bowl. This the team he roots for in it. He could, or Pat Mahomes could, or Travis Kelsey could, or Andy Reid could tank the first night of his honeymoon, oh, which I would argue is the most important part of the honeymoon. Theo, I was never going to bring this up, but now that Ken walked me into it. Do you know you work in sports or no? I, <laughs> I'm reminded of it every day, man. But the, here's the thing: I, it was you're a, getting married Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, Friday. All right, so Saturday we're going to chill out with the family and everything afterwards. Like you said, I'm taking your advice. We're not going to leave for the honeymoon the day after, and then Sunday right. morning early we'll we'll take off, go on the little mini moon, and uh, and watch the Super Bowl abroad. You know. Ugh. 
take it in, take it in with the uh, the folks at the DR. I just feel like that's risky. No, man. I don't know. When you say you know, there's <laughs> no because again, I like you theoretically work in sports. Getting yeah. married Super Bowl weekend is unheard of for anybody working in sports. Actually, I would bet. Now that I think about this, <laughs> outside of Christmas. Is there a less common day or than the Super Bowl Sunday or weekend, a Super Bowl weekend, to get married outside of Christmas and Christmas Eve? I'll take you one further, too, because a lot of my family's from New Orleans, and that's where my roots are. Uh, and it's also Mardi Gras time, and it's going to be Mardi Gras weekend. Um, so we picked a hell of a, a weekend to get married, uh, and it really wasn't my doing. I, I kind of went with the flow because it was uh, the best date for the venue that my – Soon-to-be wife won it. Uh, no responsibility. And, and again, hold on, though. Evan, I'm sure out of all of the wise things you've learned in life, uh, there's some battles you don't fight. And when she found that date at that venue she liked you didn't after fight all the searching. the Chiefs were playing on Sunday. Right. Well, I guess you didn't well, know that. I, just, I, I don't know even that. understand how that's an option. Like, you know how know. flights or airlines have blackout dates when you try to get deals? How is that not a blackout date yeah. <laughs> That Sunday was blacked out, but she's, you know... That Friday, uh, I guess. She, got, she wasn't yeah. around it, I guess. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I was going to say, Evan, I guess I missed games three on of the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final mm. this past year in the wildest confluence of South Florida sports events imaginable. Huge moment for the station because I was on a cruise. So that wasn't a good oh look. God. But in my defense, how can those be no, blackout no dates? No defense. No defense. No, no defense. defense. Still uh, one of the great moments in, in ESPN West Palm history. Oh, I got this midday show. I'm cruising here. Uh, literally during the NBA Finals. Like literally and the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Yes, yes. I mean, just remarkable. Uh, Absolutely remarkable. One more here for Evan Cohen. Uh, again, on Sportsman, like 6 to 10 a.m. right here, ESPN 106.3. Great stuff with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman. Uh, I, I started this show just eviscerating the Pro Bowl. I hate it. I hate it. There's nothing fun about it. Uh, I despise uh, the big linemen pushing each other on sleds. Uh, when Dan Orlovsky can beat the field in the precision passing contest, that's a massive problem to me. It diminishes everything. My biggest takeaway is that let's just bury the Pro Bowl. What did you do this football this weekend? Well, um, non-family kid stuff, I will give. I will provide a recommendation. Okay? What I did... I found myself in two different sittings for the family and kids stuff, watching the documentary on Netflix, which I would say is the second best documentary I've seen in the last five to seven years behind the last dance. The greatest night in pop documentary okay. about the, the making of the, we, of we are the world oh, 1985 okay. yep. all time. Great musicians get together and they raise money by way of a song mm -hmm. for um, the, the um, hungry and, and, famine going on and famished, famished people of Africa. Right. It's an amazing thing. But the way in which they did this, I'll give you a couple of quick things on this. It is so phenomenal. I would highly recommend everybody watching it. They wanted every great artist. When I say every great artist, I'm talking Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, uh, Kenny Rogers, Bruce Springsteen, Paul Simon, um, uh, James Ingram. I'm, I'm talking about uh, and Billy Joel. Everyone you could have, Dionne Warwick, Tina Turner, everybody you could imagine. They didn't want to do one of these best of kind of things segmented, right? They didn't want, Ken's going to go in a room right. and record. Then and a couple weeks together. later, Theo is, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. They wanted them all in one night, right? They're like, oh, how can we pull this off? They did it the night of the American Music Awards, knowing that the entire crew will be in L.A. Now, here's the catch. Who's putting this together? Harry Belafonte was the one who went out there and was doing the charitable work. Mm -hmm. He calls Quincy Jones, thinks Pat Riley, Quincy Jones, yeah. I need you to put this together. Quincy says, who's the connector to get every artist that could be a star and a connector? He calls Lionel Richie, think Dwayne Wade. Problem, <laughs> Lionel Richie's hosting the American Music Awards that night. Lionel Richie says, I don't care. I'll get everyone. Wow. Gets Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, and Lionel Richie were supposed to be the three to write it, okay? Lionel, Lionel, they can't get in touch with Stevie Wonder. He doesn't call them back. They write the song. They want everybody to record after the American Music Awards. So think last night, Grammys. When's that over? Like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, Something right? like that, yeah. Lionel Richie's hosting. Michael Jackson 
is literally Kobe. Doesn't wins every award, doesn't go because he's just working in the studio with Quincy Jones. Stevie Wonder is not there for any of this, shows up just for the recording. It's unbelievable. And he's like, oh, we're going to write? And they're like, Stevie, we've been writing this last three weeks. You haven't called us back. Showed up. Ridiculous. They're there till about six in the morning. And they're putting this thing together. And We Are the World, which famously is one of the great songs you'll ever hear in your life. But the way in which they put this together all in one night, and they have all of the footage of it. It was so remarkable. That's what I did with my non-football weekend. I would highly urge anyone who's listening and you guys to watch it. That rules. All right. Well, it is written down. It'll be consumed. Yeah. Uh, Greatest like night in pop that. on Netflix. Uh, Evan, great stuff. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, guys. Bye. That is Evan great. Cohen on Sportsman, like 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. Let's quickly get to John here, Stone. Uh, John where? Palm Beach Gardens. John in Palm Beach Gardens. Ow. John, you were a night before wedding bachelor party. Why and what the hell happened? Well, I, it was a destination wedding that she set up okay. in the Caribbean. I like what he's going to on for his honeymoon. So my bachelor party was at a strip club in Miami because we hadn't been near the Miami airport for the next morning flight. Oh, my God. So we were there pretty much closed the place down. And our wedding was at 12 on that Saturday, and I was still feeling the buzz. I John. can't even remember most of the ceremony. So, so uh, it's I not just... I was thinking about punching first class on the plane down. Oh, my... So, John, let me get this straight. Not only do you do the night before bachelor party, you do it at a Miami strip club. Is this in the, the 80s, the 90s? 90s. Okay. Club Platinum. Club Platinum. Club Platinum. Oh my in the 90s, you close it down. <laughs> but this wasn't just a bachelor party before the wedding. This was get on a plane and a noon wedding reception oh, or a noon ceremony. You're a maniac. Right. Let, let, let me. So, so from a relationship standpoint, is it still one? You're still together? Oh, yeah. Wow. Let's go. What did she think about this? She didn't know. She she was uh, from her party the night before with her friends. She was already down there in the Caribbean, so they partied down there. Man, and so she was just as guilty as I was. So you guys were just kindred spirits, is what it sounds like. Playing playing with well, the, the- of course, my, I have to give kudos most to my best man because he flew that Friday morning from Albuquerque, New Mexico, where he lived, to Miami, party with me, then flew down to the Caribbean, then all the way back to Albuquerque by the end of the weekend. Oh, man. So he was a real hero. That's either the the worst or the single greatest story I've ever heard. John, appreciate the call. Could you imagine Thank being, like, I know how nervous I was before my wedding. Imagine having the bubble guts because you're hungover and you're uh-uh. just trying to keep it together. No way. And you're trying to remember what the, the whoever is presiding over the wedding is telling you to say. <laughs> That's butcher job coming there. Uh, forgetting rings, forgetting vows, yeah. the whole thing. No way. Uh-huh. Vomiting at the altar. Can't bad, have it. bad all around. Uh, hey, it's Monday. What do, what do we do on a dog bleep Monday? What do we do? What do we do? Um, oh, yeah. Dog what did you read, see, here that was abject dog bleep over the weekend? Well, good news for you. You have a platform. It's Dog Bleep Monday. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. LaVica Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3.